0: on 4.7s Ryan and Tanya Head up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. Maliganas Edwards Johnson. For proper compensation, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7 right now.
1: 131060 Ranger Chat.
0: Yeah,
2: is the term red nut or ranger offensive? Obviously Prince Harry has just touched down in Sydney. He's a hot guy, he's so hot. I'm the same age as Prince Harry. Really? He's 32. Well, I'm 31, so yeah. A <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, Not 37. It's what about a, a year between us.
1: Do you find a red-headed man attractive?
2: Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I like personalities. I like funny dudes. And I'm also like, I like a, I don't know, I like a nose ring and skinny leg jeans. I think we a bit of a hipster. Oh, God. Yeah. T- but also, you know, you've got to have good banter. But um, I, I asked this because you've been saying about Ed Sheeran you know one of the red, great red nuts he's nut a Wranger. and i read this article from dr Angie rochford who said that the term ranger is just as offensive as racist or homophobic slurs really so here we are going okay is red nut like fun and inclusive or is it in the same realm as racism
1: yeah, right. Because, yeah, I was just saying, I, I knew this guy called Pinky, and i like be like, like, oh, nice to meet you, bro. He's like, yeah, just call me Pinky. Because mm. of my red hair. I was like, cool, bro. He's yeah. Like, he sort of proud of it.
2: Yeah, well, that's I've always had the same experience until I read this article and got a really ab- abusive email about, because I, I had the intention of making video of things people say to redheads, and this right. woman sent me this seriously long email saying, how dare I bully people? And I was like, I didn't think I was bullying. I thought I was being inclusive. <laughs> like, I, re- yeah. I genuinely was shocked.
1: Um, let's <laughs> head out to Aiden. Um, what colours your hair? First of all, Aiden.
3: Red as it gets,
1: mate. Red as it gets, and and what do yeah. you think of of all these terms? Oh, I really don't like them. You don't? No.
2: Would you put it in the same realm as as uh, racism or homophobia?
1: Like like oh, Andrew uh, Definitely.
4: You would. Yeah. Okay. So well, I mean, that, the term ranger, Like you basically call and someone an orangutan like that's
1: where it stems from mm. yeah right and so right. do you like correct people or go oh that's not quite right or do you just have to you know because I guess Aussie guys you want we all want to be like easy going you just sort mm. of grin and bear it or what happens oh well,
4: it depends in the situation like if I can correct them I will but you know and it's like my little brother's got red hair as well and Kids can be bullied, you know.
2: Well, yeah. that's what Andrew Rochford said because mm. his child is getting bullied in the school playground just relentlessly. Far that's enough. why he wrote the article. like, I'm sick of it. He can't change it. You can't change it. So, why should you be bullied because of it?
1: Uh, Matt, uh, you've got red hair? No, mate. My son does. All right. Yeah, well, actually, this would be interesting because uh, how do you th- feel about it? Because I'm guessing kids might speak to your child and use these sort of words.
5: I mean, my, my son, you know, he's only two, mate, but, you know, when we go out and stuff and we get compliments, you know, there's some other people, I can feel that they go, oh, he's got red hair, look at that, haha. I mean, that oh. doesn't really bother me. He's j- uh, but, So, what, he's got red hair, he's got blue eyes. So what, mate? You know, I, I find it a, a bit of jealousy. Yeah, because well, they've got brown Hair, so does every
1: other Joe. Boys got brown hair, so what? Do you I mean, think about what what it might be like when he goes to school? Like do you sort of not, maybe not fear that he'll get sort of teased? But is that sort of in the back of your mind that you know one day that that'll happen? Of
5: course it is, yep. of course, it is. But you know, at the end of the day, you know it's going to happen, and I'm going to have to teach him. Look, mate, it's going to happen. And you're going to have to get used to it. You've got red hair, so what? Yeah. I Man you, you can't change that. Well, you can
1: dye on your hair, but what's the
2: point of that, mate? You've got
1: red hair. That's who you are. Stuff.
2: Yeah, I know. Embrace yourself. Yeah, cool. That's right,
1: mate. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks Matt. Appreciate it. Um, let's Alicia? finish off. Yeah. Is that how we pronounce it? Is
2: that right? Alicia? Uh, yes. Oh, that's a pretty name. Um, what do you Thank reckon, you. girl? Like, do you, do you think the word red or or ranger is offensive?
5: Um, I think it's a bit of a tricky situation. Like, I've got red hair, and I get a lot of compliments about it, and I was never bullied as a kid for having red hair. Um, I was pretty short, so I used to get bullied. I used to get called shorty or shrimp. So, like, it's never been an issue for it's not me. It's terrible. And, Kids will just yeah. find something. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's look you up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'll go with that. Something.
1: Yeah, right.
4: But, like, I'll
5: own it. Like, if I'm getting angry, I'll be like, come on, mate, I'm getting rangry. Like, you don't want to say that. You're <laughs> about to lose it. Um, And, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's a lot worse stuff you can call somebody. But my daughter has red hair. And I think, like, even though I've never copped it, and even if you called me a ranger or something, I... I wouldn't bat an eyelid but if my daughter came home from school and said mummy I hate my hair everyone mm. thinks I'm ugly like blah 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 that would break my heart but I think the issue is not so much the word that's bullying like as I said yep. you call me a ranger and I'm like yeah like I am a ranger and I love it and as I said I get a lot of compliments on my hair yeah. but I think we should just be rather than teaching our kids like don't say this word don't say that word just you know don't bully someone because you know it's, some people say these words to me and it's not bullying at all. I know quite a lot of people that like my hair. So I think it's just, you know, how you're talking to someone and what you're referring to. If you're teasing someone for having red hair, then you're just a horrible person because you're teasing someone. It's not so much about the hair. Mm -hmm. It's about the lack of compassion.
1: Yeah. Mm. Tan, do you reckon it's different for guys with red hair and girls with red hair because again this is such a stereotype when I think of a guy with red hair I think of like someone who might get sunburned easily and have freckles and whatever mm. but when I think of a girl with red hair I think of like Julia Roberts or yeah like Deborah sexy flaming yeah.
2: red hair like Jessica Rabbit sort yeah. of thing yeah like do you reckon
1: it's different maybe just,
2: I don't know it's so yeah. hard when you you don't grow up like with no, that no, experience? But, just, but yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. I I don't know. My best friend growing up was Redhead, and you know, we used to call her blue, and she loved it, and it was yeah. empowering to her. When people call her a ring, she's like, Yeah, yeah the, bring that's
4: it. That's
2: how she identifies herself. So I think it's just so different. And it's like, what do you do though moving forward? Like, are you gonna continue to call Ed Sheeran a Red Nut?
1: Uh probably just I'll probably let that one sit. Yep. Don't get me wrong, I'll still mispronounce Mendy's, but uh red nut is out of the rotation. Very nice. Yep, and Rainbow Man still a jerk.
0: Oh,
2: all right. We're and
1: is still a guy. It's three women. And Keith Urban is still awful.
0: Well, no. <laughs> Kick 104.7, Get Up with Ryan and Tanya. Um, oh, Ryan.
1: Yep.
2: I've wanted to bring this up with you for so long. Please. I, I've, I've put it off. I've put it off for almost, oh, I'd say most of this year. So six. Most
1: of the year. Six, six months. Six months.
2: Okay, I'm asking you now.
1: Okay. Oh, God. And I've already stated no. <sighs> I will not make out with you. I don't want to make out with with you. you I don't
2: want to sleep with you.
1: While we still work together. So when we
2: (laughs) finish, (laughs) it's on. No, my question is, what's the deal Mm. with your terrible hashtags on Instagram? Oh. They are so bad. Dad, this is one of yours the other day. It was like you and Bridget having a drink, and you're yeah. like, hashtag drink, hashtag Sunday, hashtag drinks, hashtag weekend, hashtag Insta drink, hashtag camera, hashtag espresso, hashtag espresso martini, hashtag girlfriend. What is that?
1: Well, Bridget is my girlfriend.
2: But it's weird. Is it? Yeah. So using
1: hashtags on Instagram is weird?
2: I think the way you use them is a little bit weird. It was a bit high-pitched
1: yeah, was there, wasn't okay, it? Yeah, I was like, am I talking to here? Tanya Hennessy or Dolly Parton? Oh, no. Um, so what, what should I... For that picture in particular... Well, see,
2: I'm not a, I'm not really a hashtag. I used to be, and now I don't anymore. But I just, I and sometimes you do funny things like hashtag beard, hashtag beard gang, hashtag well, my, drinks, my... hashtag drinks, hashtag fit, hashtag Insta fit, hashtag food, hashtag wine. Well,
1: a lot of my beard bros we, <laughs> we use the hashtag, and then because I'll, I'll uh, sometimes click on the beard one and, and see, see other, other beard things, and there's a whole like beard bro community, right? Uh, and so it's good to see what the other bros are up to.
2: One of my favorites is sometimes you just hashtag what's in the background of the photo, so it'd be like hashtag right. fireplace hashtag shoes hashtag men's shoes <laughs> like it's so weird you're out of
1: control it's about like categorizing things because then when other people are looking around at men's shoes they click on the thing and they go oh there's a kind yeah maybe I like those maybe I like those ones and so when I'm currently I'm looking at because uh, see these timberlands yeah they're disgusting in, like, <laughs> they're, they're rank they're, they've, had, they've had a good run
2: you don't wear them you wearing socks
1: yeah, they're short socks and they're obviously not as long as the Timberlands' uh, yeah. meaty ankle.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but so, for instance, I'm thinking, I don't know whether I should buy, I'm thinking like another pair of Timberlands or a pair of Doc Martens, but they're so expensive I don't want to get it wrong. So, so, so when I'm on Instagram, I'll like click on hashtag men's boots and I'll look at all the different sorts.
2: Oh, mm, well that's quite logical.
1: Yeah.
2: I do not know what you were doing. I thought it was just really weird. I it looked like a little <laughs> bit like Pop was on Insta.
1: Like, like someone's...
2: Like someone's dad is on Instagram. Hashtag fireplace, hashtag beard, hashtag face, hashtag eyes.
1: I've never said hashtag eyes, but I should though because mine are beautiful.
0: Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Ryan and Tanya's Great Race is going to answer life's ultimate mystery. Is it quicker to
4: drive or fly to Sydney? Voice fans, it's time now. Hit
1: 104.7. So people have been debating this. For decades and decades, (laughs) many workplaces, pubs, gyms, everyone's got a theory of the fastest way to get to Sydney and what's more convenient. Mm. And we're not talking about the actual travel. We're talking door to door.
2: Yeah, so we're going to meet at Central Station in Sydney. You're going to drive. I'm going to fly.
1: Yeah, we'll get you some lunch. So when you get there, you'll be ready to go. Mm -hmm. We'll be waiting for you.
2: I'll be waiting for you.
1: So here, so what I'm looking here at the flight. Which flight are you going to catch up? 9.55,
2: Qantas.
1: Which we were talking about yesterday, 9.55. It's cutting it fine. It is,
2: and I can't, um, I can't uh, check in online for some reason. So that is really going to hinder me.
1: Okay. Well, what I think you haven't considered is, which is, and this is not a stitch up, but what I believe to be a, tr- a real life variable. Okay. That to get a true result, like fog, we need to factor in
2: that sort of stuff, or the fact that the taxi might break down on the way to the airport.
1: There's all of these factors. So th- what we're going to do is, and it's the first person to get themselves. And their luggage to Central Station. Now, obviously, because uh, we'll need to be taking our stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've got a bag, Tan. Because if you don't, you can take my suitcase. Why? Here. I don't No. Yep, don't put go. that on my side there
2: of the you go. desk. Take that over there. Oh, it's there you go. heavy. <laughs>
1: so the what fir- the hell the am I first... supposed to do with it? Well, you've got, you got to get what? your luggage to Sydney with you, not just yourself.
2: But we never agree that. I'm going, We the variable would be that we both have the same variable. Like, yeah, so
1: we'll both have, I'll have a case as well. Oh. I'll get it up there. <sighs> um, so you need to be able to get your luggage up there. Because I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny to take some item to be like, you know, we got to get this on. But Matt was like, oh, no, like, what do people actually need to take with them? And, and, so and Maddie, it
2: depends why you're going to Sydney, right? Most people go to Sydney for eating. meeting. So they don't take... Anything other than hand luggage. They're not taking this. Well, Looks like you've been backpacking for 18 months out of it. it. Smells.
1: Well, some people go to Sydney for the weekend and want to take a change of clothes. So we... Matt, who is the unbiased uh, adjudicator. Ten, I just think this is a, a real-life situation. <laughs> yeah. And
3: we're both going to have to have to take luggage. You're like, see, luggage is going to slow us down. It's a factor no, that you'd have to consider on a lot of flights, Ten. Yeah. So, I
2: disagree. I think that the reason most people go to Sydney in a day trip is... Is for work and it's quick, and that's why they fly.
1: Uh, well, Matt, because
2: if you were going to drive, you like if you wanted to take luggage, I think you would drive. Significant so luggage. So this is significant luggage. It's
1: one ba- It's one it's, it's suitcase. It's a
2: huge suitcase. So
1: You're saying that you would choose not to fly if you had to have a case. <sighs> well, you're going to have to figure that out. So, uh, Maddie, are we paying it? Oh. Yes. I think yep. it stands. Yeah. Ten. So we need to get you some luggage will, you
2: can,
3: I'll give you an opportunity if you want to give us one real-life variable back to Ryan
1: as well. Must be a real-life variable. And because I think... Uh, mm. cause cause if you want to take that opportunity, it is absolutely all yours. Because I actually think waiting to get your luggage, and obviously, you know, it will slow you down a little bit, but is there something that would actually slow people down? And I think that needs to be factored in to be a true scientific answer. Yeah,
2: I disagree, but I'm happy to do it. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> well, my real-life variable would mm. be that...
1: We have to stop at Macca's eight times. Don't worry, already doing it.
2: Well, yeah, I think that we should put in two stops for the toilet.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, you've, you've hung out with Ryan enough to know you that he will stop. stop
2: at two servos.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That won't, yeah, we would have done to. that anyway. Okay.
2: Well, I don't know if you would have because you've always been talking about bottles.
1: Wow, there is another factor we will discuss. No, we will. I, we'll stop it. We'll too. make that okay. happen. Guaranteed two like service vehicle. stations. You need to pee. Yep. Not, fair you call. need to eat. Fair call. Yep. So what, how early before a flight do you need to be there to get your gear underneath? And you
2: need to take photos of you at the BP, both of you. Done like deal. Yeah, yeah. Out of the car.
1: Yep, done how, deal. How long do you have to be at the airport before the flight to get your stuff under? Oh,
2: God. Yeah, true. My flight's at 9.55. i finish here at 9.
1: I'd hate for the show to go late tomorrow.
2: It won't go late tomorrow.
1: I'd hate for it to go It late.
2: won't go late tomorrow. Maddie yeah. Uh. Oh.
1: All things you've got to consider, 10 Gonna <laughs> gotta got factor that in. If you wanna postpone and get the eleven fifteen, no. if that gives you a bit more time, Mm-mm. don't let me tell no, you how to run there. your race. I'll get
0: there. I'll get there. Don't worry
2: about <laughs> it. Alright.
1: Good luck.
0: Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. This has gotta be
2: one of the most horrific stories I've heard this year. How's this? Mid-ceremony at a wedding. Mid-ceremony during the song Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. One of the guests stands up and proposes to his girlfriend. Uh. Not that (laughs) 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 Um,
1: that
2: one, the more romantic one. uh, He stands up mid-ceremony, proposes to his girlfriend, then goes, also, we're pregnant.
1: We're pregnant. So not only has they upstaged the, the bride's day, but he's upstaged the bride's day twice.
2: I, I almost can't fathom it. And how's this? The, the soon-to-be bride-to-be, not the actual bride, yeah. the, the woman who's been proposed to and who is pregnant, yeah. starts wailing because she's like, Oh, my God, this is so exciting. And her family and friends are around going, Congratulations, congratulations. They're trying to do their vows. They can't really hear what the the, the vows are because these guys are nattering going oh congratulations oh, you're pregnant oh my god
1: sorry my husband at my wedding can you just repeat that I can't hear you over the sound of my the, the MC congratulating himself and his soon to be wife
2: it's actually inconceivable gets oh. worse gets how no it doesn't it does not it sounds fake doesn't it and then at the, the wedding bit the reception mm-hmm. bit Uh, He asked the MC slash DJ, hey, could we get a special song so me and my soon to be pregnant bride can dance together? Have a special. And they had a
1: special dance. Oh, God. And I heard it was to this. (laughs) (laughs) That is just awful. It's horrific. Horrific. Let this be a lesson to anyone who, like, not just like professional MCs, but there's a lot of like funny uncles that get asked to MC weddings and stuff. As someone who's hosted a few of my time, Even uh, someone as arrogant as I will tell you, it's not about the MC, guys. You just do your little part and make sure that everyone's focusing on the the bride bride and the groom or the person who's 21st it is or the whatever the event, it's about the event, get over yourself. And this is just horrible. It's just horrible.
2: At what point does someone go, "Mm, you know what, it'll be a really good idea.
1: This will be a great twist. (laughs)
2: I'm sure the bride and groom are probably not talking to them anymore.
1: No, and just having everyone feeling sorry for them and them feeling a bit weird about the whole situation. Like, I mean, you just I just feel terrible for those guys. And you think whenever, for the rest of their lives, they'll look back and they'll look at the pictures on the wall and they'll show their kids, oh, here's when we got married. Here's mummy and daddy on their big day. And then they'll just, the the the, the wife and, and groom will look at each other and just go, oh, geez, Charmaine was annoying, wasn't she? Or whatever. I'm assuming a shy name and Daryl, and it'll just always be. Whenever they think of their wedding, they'll think of that, and that's a real that
2: Uh, you'd want to get married again because ultimately that wasn't your wedding.
1: Uh, Monique, did someone ruin your day?
4: Hey, no, I ruined somebody else's day. Oh
1: God, Uh, what did you do?
4: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't exactly say I'd ruined it, but I uh, definitely got dubbed maid of dishonor. (laughs) Um, uh, One of the grooms, I was three days post. Uh, surgery and alcohol and, you know, um, uh, yeah. surgery drugs. Yep, yep, good. <laughs> and, I uh, got very drunk and one of the groomsmen dared me to jump in the pool without my dress on <laughs> <for> money. <laughs> and I did it in front of everyone. And he didn't even give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> you are the
5: best person
4: alive.
2: Wait, okay, yeah. so you did a nude jump into a pool. At what I point? Was,
4: wasn't nude no. undies. Oh, but yeah. You know. sorry, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, what sorry, sorry, stage sorry, of the sorry.
1: evening though? Like, was it you know uh, just mid vows?
4: About just... uh, no, no, no. It was after, just after the vows. About middle of it. You know, everybody's dancing, having fun. Everybody's watching. So <laughs> at the reception, I just, I still remember coming out of the water and just the whole like her family just <laughs> watching me.
1: Oh God.
4: <laughs> was the bride okay with it? Um, she was pretty mad at me, but now we laugh about it, so it's all right.
1: How long? How long since? Like, how long did it take for it to not be awkward and start being funny? <sighs> oh.
4: It took a couple of months of her husband telling her that, you know, Monique was on um, some very strong painkillers. You need to like, you know, forgive her, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, eventually she said, oh, I'll laugh about it eventually. And, and now we do. So it's oh good. It's a very It's a good at story. Least, at
1: least it's at the reception and it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's not like it was, and if anyone has any reason why this couple shouldn't be, <laughs>
0: cannonball! <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Kit 104.7. Hey, uh,
1: Sizzler has... Uh, I feel like every couple of weeks there's a new article going, Sizzler's closing. And I mean, if we had a, a news article and a little online uh, rush and excitement for every time a blockbuster closed, I mean, we do that every day. And I feel like, why do we do it for Sizzler?
2: No, because Sizzler's an institution.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's been closing down for 10 years. Can't. Someone gradually. Just... Right, okay. Very,
2: very gradually. Right. And now it's becoming more and more of a reality that Sizzler might not be around anymore.
1: When was the last time you went to Sizzler?
2: Uh, oh, uh, last year.
1: Last year, mm. girl Sizzler. On.
2: Mate, I love Sizzler.
1: Okay, in 2012, I hit a Sizzler for a Sunday breakfast Sizzler. Oh,
2: breakfast Sizzler! Oh mm. my God, breakfast Sizzler! I forgot
1: about breakfast Sizzler. Cat uh, from the newsroom, last time you sizzled a child. Really? Long ago.
0: Yeah, because the one I used to go to near home in Sydney closed yeah. long ago. Yeah, right. So I just never went again. Yeah, Maddie,
1: Maddie? Did have maybe in, in Wollongong when you were growing up. Maybe two years ago. Yeah, we're whereabouts? All, uh, We'll, re- we'll look back on that memory. Frankly. Okay, right. Well uh, As we are, down <laughs> yes. to, we are down to our last couple of Sizzlers and one, it's been buried in, in Brisbane, which is the one oh, that's no. caught all the, the fuss this week. We thought we'd uh, say a few words about the great institution.
0: Dear Sizzler, <laughs> I, sorry, sorry. I didn't get to enjoy you in Canberra, but I sure did frequent your family across the border in Sydney. I have a feeling I experienced you early on. I seem to recall my parents took me to you in the days following my birth. I can't confirm that because I was a baby, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I went somewhere and I, I think it's Sizzler. I'm going to say it's yep. yeah, for, yeah, for say this it's purpose. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was young when you shut up shop near where I lived. You've become a distant memory that I will only visit in my dreams. <laughs> One of the things also, like Campbelltown,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which some people would say is a dream.
0: But for the purpose of this, again, a sorry, sorry. One of the things I do remember very clearly was the baskets you served your food in. I can't remember the food, but I remember the plastic woven basket, and that's pretty much it. Farewell, Sizzler. You and your baskets will be missed.
3: Oh, that's so sad. It's so
0: sad.
3: Thanks for the memories. I'll never forget the joy you put in both our hearts and stomachs as you filled us up with gel- delicious cheesy bread, creamy soft-serve ice cream, and a rank yet delicious pasta.
5: <laughs> it was so rank.
3: The sauce was horrific. Just, and it's been there for three days, but nonetheless. Do a the steak most, of origin on that. The most Where's the amazing meat from in the pasta sauce? Ever? <laughs> Just <Thank> animals. <laughs> Sizzler, thank you for being there when we needed you the most. Like the time that we all rocked up, massively hungover, direct from the corner of Struggle Street. And for the love of God, someone please just give me a hug, Boulevard, after a huge (laughs) couple of days of Splinter in the grass. All 12 of us obviously ordered a steak with all you can eat, but due to our circumstance, could only manage a couple of bites of steak. So opted instead to load up on cheesy bread and the previously mentioned pasta. (laughs) That was until my friend Jared literally stepped up to the plate and scraped all 12 steaks onto his and then proceeded to tear his way through them all. I will never forget the moment of pure astonishment and sheer disbelief as we all watched this obscene act of gluttony. (laughs) Rest in peace, Sizzler.
2: (laughs) Sizzler, you are responsible for me not knowing what portion control is. Thank you for teaching me how to eat through the pain. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. We all know the pasta sauce slash pasta and soup had been there for weeks. But we didn't care. We still don't care. I would always have a routine at Sizzler. Obviously, refillable soft drink, cheese bread bacon bits just alone in a bowl not on a salad. I mean, who is getting a salad? (laughs) And then head underneath the soft serve machine. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Miss, you're supposed to use a bowl. Don't tell me. Sizzler is a place of very fond memories to me. It's actually funny we mentioned this. Uh, It was where I did something for the very first time, and everyone remembers their first time when they're a young person, don't they? It's something you'll never forget. Not always great, but you'll never forget your first time. And I remember Mum saying, Ryan, I think you've had enough. At least least finish your mouthful before you go off to get some more. And as an eight-year-old boy, for the first time in my whole life, I looked at a human being and I said, don't tell me what to do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My mum said that constantly.
1: What are you going to get next? Oh, sure. Well, at least finish what you're chewing now. (laughs) I'll never forget when I asked the girl at the soft serve machine, is four scoops too much? And she said, no, besides fat kids are harder to kidnap. There's nothing like spending 15 seconds walking through the salad area just to help you think you're healthy as you woof down your third donut off a plate that is assorted with all kinds of things but all have melted cheese on them.
2: Yeah, you would put your rock melon on the same plate as your minestrone soup yeah, yeah. and your bolognese. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> healthy. Look, there's a green thing on the side. Oh, yeah, you are healthy. Good for you, champion. Sizzler, you will be missed.
5: Hit 104.7.